Hi, I'm Mark. Thank you for joining me today on Words of Truth. You know, there are a lot of people today who struggle with the Christian faith because of a lack of understanding or even the desire to understand its tenets. And so people wonder if Christianity is nothing more than an elaborate fairy tale. And they wonder if the Bible is really God's word or just a book written by men. And they ask how we can know if the stories of the life of Jesus were just embellishments that over the years became filled with myths and legends that never really took place. And how do we know that Jesus is the Son of God? And what about the intellectual objections to Christianity? Well, many people go through life simply believing that they've been what they've been told to believe, but eventually that isn't good enough anymore. You see, if the claims of Christianity are true, then we have to realize that it'll stand up under any scrutiny, and that's why we can objectively ask all our questions, and we can dig and ponder and cross-examine all the evidence of Christianity, and once we do that, we'll come up with the truth. And so today and the next time that we gather together, I want to talk about why we can believe in the Bible and in what it says as being true. And I'm going to focus mainly on the New Testament because when you examine Christianity, the crucial question isn't whether Noah built the ark or whether Jonah got swallowed by a whale or a big fish, but the crucial question is when the Gospels tell the story of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, can you trust them? When you read the stories of Jesus, are you reading fairy tales? Or are you reading facts? You see, if you can trust the Gospels, then the story of Jonah becomes meaningless. And so let me give you reasons for why you can trust the Bible and that it's true. And next time I'll give you two, two or three more reasons. The first reason is because it's historically reliable. Let's think about some works from non-Christian authors in the non-Christian world for a minute. For some of you who read Homer's Iliad in high school or college, I know, I know, it's a long time ago. I think I may have read Cliff's Notes, but it's one of the greatest manuscript authorities of any non-Christian ancient work. Basically, it's a Greek epic poem written during the Trojan War. Now, there are about 650 surviving ancient manuscripts of Iliad, the earliest one dating back to the 3rd century. It was written in 650 BC, which means there's a thousand-year span between the time it was written and the earliest surviving manuscripts. Another non-Christian work is Aristotle's work, Poetics. It's called Poetics which focuses on literary theory. It was written in 343 BC. The earliest manuscript in existence is dated 1100 AD, which is a span of 1400 years. Now hang with me. Follow my logic here. Caesar's work, entitled History of the Gallic Wars, 
is about a series of military campaigns waged by Julius Caesar, written around 50 BC. There's less than a dozen existing manuscripts of this work, the oldest one dating back to the 9th century BC, a span of about a thousand years. Tacitus wrote the Annals of Imperial Rome in 116 AD. The earliest manuscript for this work dates back to 850 AD, a span of about 700 years. And why am I talking about these ancient manuscripts of the non-Christian world? What does that have to do with anything? Well, because these works are considered to be authoritative and reliable in spite of the fact that they're copies of copies of copies hundreds of years older than the originals. So why do we trust them? Because scholars have learned that copies can be trusted. In ancient times, those who copied information were meticulous about accuracy. Now, one proof of that is that archaeologists have found copies of Iliad in different parts of the world that were virtually identical to one another. Now, it goes without saying that the more copies of a piece of literature that exists, the better. And this is where the New Testament is so unique. Today, there are more than 20,000 ancient New Testament manuscripts, and the earliest manuscripts or fragments date back to the second century. With the Iliad, there's a span of a millennium. With the New Testament, there's a span of only a few decades. In other ancient writings, there are countless references to various books of the New Testament. For example, in 95 AD, Clement of Rome wrote a letter to the church of Corinth, and in that letter he quotes from or refers to Matthew, Luke, Romans, Corinthians, Hebrews, 1 Timothy, and 1 Peter. Polycarp wrote a letter to the church of Philippi in 110 AD, and in that letter he quotes from 10 of Paul's letters and from 1 Peter. The Didache is an early church document that was written between 80 and 120 AD. It's a brief early Christian treatise considered the first example of the genre of the church orders. It contains 22 quotes from Matthew and has references to Luke, John, Acts, Romans, and 1 Peter. Why do I mention that? Well, all those are just a few examples that demonstrate that the books of the New Testament were written and widely circulated throughout the first century. The oldest New Testament books are 1 Thessalonians and Galatians. They were both written by the Apostle Paul around 49 AD, and the oldest gospel is Mark, written around 55 to 60 AD. Now, some people say, well, wait a minute, that's 25 years after the death of Jesus. That's a long time. In 25 years, a lot of myth and legend can be added to a story. Well, that really isn't true. Even 25 years after the death of Jesus, there were thousands and thousands of people in Jerusalem who had been alive at the time of Christ. 
And those people would have still remembered the events surrounding his life, death, and resurrection. So if the Gospels contained embellished or fabricated stories, then those witnesses could have publicly disputed what had been written about Jesus, and that didn't happen. Also, remember at this time, there were a lot of powerful people who despised Christianity and wanted nothing more than for this crazy cult to go away. And so, if the facts presented in the gospel were anything less than common knowledge, they would have never been widely distributed. But they were widely distributed. They were distributed throughout Jerusalem and Judea and Asia Minor and Egypt and Africa. They were copied countless times and translated into a number of different languages, which leads us to conclude that based on the number of ancient manuscripts available, the New Testament is obviously a book to be taken seriously. Dr. Clark Pinnock, a theology professor from Regent College, wrote this. There exists no document from the ancient world witnessed by so excellent a set of textual and historical testimonies on which an intelligent decision may be made. An honest person cannot dismiss a source of this kind skepticism regarding the historical credentials of Christianity is based upon irrational bias. I believe the Bible because it passes the test of historical reliability. Now, next time I'll cover two more reasons why I believe in the Bible, but I hope this is a good start and that I've given you some food for thought. Well, I hope this helps. Thanks for joining me. And I'll see you next time.